you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey everybody, Matt Michaels here with Sin City Steve on the Biggest Bad Boys of Podcasting. Welcome to Three Count. Uh, DJ Impact is celebrating his birthday today, so he is not with us. Uh, but uh, he will be back uh, next week. And Simon Street is out on assignment. Uh, so we're about to start Three Count here. Uh, three interesting topics that uh, we're going to kind of banter a little bit about. Uh, and we're going to start it off here uh, this week, kind of following up. Last week, we uh, had a little special on Vince McMahon returning. Well, here from Wrestling Inc., we have Nick Khan addresses Vince McMahon's return to WWE. Uh, WWE going through a whirlwind of changes right now in front of everyone's eyes. We know the whole story about Vince coming back, etc. cetera. Uh, but uh, Nick Khan actually uh, is the first board member officially to become uh, the first to speak out and make public comments about the return of Vince McMahon and the pending sale of WWE, creating some fascinating headlines with his comments. Not only did he defend the comeback of the 40-year WWE boss, but Khan also mentioned why it wasn't insane to hear about his return, given how well he knows the 77-year-old, despite all the investigations he's been under. Quote, when you're on the inside, you sort of see things that might be coming and know what might be coming. My thought has always been there's only one boss at WWE and it ain't me, Khan said during an interview with the Bill Simmons podcast. Vince is obviously the founder, the creator of the company, and also the controlling shareholder. That's not a work term. That's a legal term of art. I think it was always my point of view, Stephanie's point of view. At some point, he would come back. I was surprised the moment that Vince retired, but once I thought about it for a couple of days, it made sense to me. I wouldn't say it caught me off guard because, again, we were on the inside sort of feeling a bit of the pressure that was going on. So it certainly seemed, again, the right thing at the right time. Uh, you know, they, they talk a little bit about Vince again stepping away. Um, and he gets a little bit into the um, the sale. Uh <clears throat> Khan also stated that McMahon had zero influence on WWE throughout his time away, but did reveal he made it a point, as did others, to see the former chairman once a month while he was away. I think those things are important, and it's no different, in my opinion, than when other mutual friends of ours who have gone through hard times professionally, Khan said, uh, that's when they sort of need to hear from folks most and that they 
you know, haven't forgotten about them and you're appreciative of them and all those things. I think in staying in contact that way, which was mostly social and personable, there was never a moment of do it this way or do it that way. It just never happened. Uh, in closing, the CEO mentioned he's not shocked Vince came back to the company saying that's Vince. Anyone who believed this was permanent doesn't know him. That was never going to happen, but I'm appreciative of the fact that he gave it the five, six months, let the dust settle a little bit, and then coming back in the way he's coming back. Uh, wow. Um, so, you know, in hearing Nick Khan address this a little bit, Steve, what sticks out to you as... Nick being a business person who is saying, hey, we have this uh, relationship. We know him. We're on the inside. But yet, at the same time, there's no real statement of, you know, we're glad that Vince is back. This is absolutely going to help propel the sale of the company or something along those lines. So yep. what are your thoughts about what he has to say about Vince's return? The thing that's extremely striking to me is, as you mentioned, there's no conversation of selling the company or even preparing for the sale of the company. It's just like as if, oh, well, Vince is back and we're just going to run things, you know, as we did beforehand. Uh, there's no mention of anything that uh, any sort of remorse or any kind of, oh, things are going to be different now or anything of that nature. Uh, doesn't have any sort of limitations on, you know, what his behavior is going to be um, for all we know. And based on the comments mentioned here, it sounds like as if nothing happened. Literally, he was just given, you know, he may as well have just been given a leave of absence and then yeah. just picked right back up. And it's like as if all of those allegations are just swept under the rug. And strangely enough, I mentioned exactly this, that this shit would happen. Vince McMahon operates on a completely different set of rules than you, me, or 99% of the people listening to this, to this recording right now, uh, yeah. or listening to us live, if you're listening to us live. Um, but the, the fact is, yeah, as soon as people seem to understand that there are two separate sets of rules, the better off that we're going to be. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate that it's the way that it is, but we need to, you know, there needs to be some sort of internal look uh it, it from from wwe but again that's not going to happen nothing is going to happen there's not going to well, be any indication for anybody that you know had any sort of issue with with the way that vince had treated anybody um and it's really unfortunate because he's not just back to sell the company based on this interview he's back until he dies no, there's, there's no doubt about it. Um, also, uh, you know, this week, uh, Wall Street Journal reported that Vince did settle for multi-million dollars uh, with the ex-woman uh, referee from the 80s. Of course he did. So, you know, uh, my, first, <laughs> my first thought was... Hmm. He came back to the company and he settled once he was back with the company. Mm -hmm. Whose money was used in the settlement? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, they're 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 just reallocating you know? those funds. Right. So that, but the you know, the, that, S, the SEC is crooked as fuck, so they're not going to do anything about it either. So don't get me started on them. Sell to the Saudis, and I bet you there's a huge investigation on Vince and where that money went. <laughs> Easier you know, said than done, man. You got you got Gary Gensler pulling the strings. Well, what I'm saying though is that right now there isn't a reason for the U.S. government to even think about it, right? Because it is business as usual, but involve saudi arabia mm-hmm. in buying the company oh now all of a sudden we're going to take a look at this bubble but the interesting thing out of all this that he said was he used the fucking term swept under the rug or, or the dust i'm sorry the dust settling down which is yes. essentially the same sweep it on the rug. let the dust settle. oh yeah let it settle and then whoop. and i think that that's you know that's an amazing thing to say that hey we basically allowed him to just disappear and then when he was ready to come back we knew now i still wonder if stephanie actually knew you know did she know did she know that this was going to be a thing that he was going to come back or was she caught off guard by it and being a woman was she, you know, not happy that he all this, you know, stuff to at least get attention in a negative light against these women? The so. the other thing that that's really kind of kind of interesting with that, and you know, you bring up Stephanie's side of of things. It, obviously, you know, when she was let go the first time, uh, or left the company the first time. Um, there was the the leak talk of how she sucked at her job. Gee, I wonder where that shit came from. Okay, and then it 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 makes sense if you look at the entire timeline. Vince comes back, she leaves immediately. Yep. Obviously, if you compare what she tweeted out, you know she she mentioned you know her father and and using endearing terms towards Vince when she left the company the first time. The second time it was all business. Nope. No mentioning of daddy. So nope. yeah, I, I think that you know it, it's the old uh you know Vince Vince getting what he really truly wants in the end, but what did he have to give up? Everything. And it also goes to show that Nick Khan is a seasoned business guy because everything he said was alluding to, but not actually saying. So, therefore, we have no idea what his real opinions or thoughts are. Exactly. So, nor can we do see anything what... about it. Yeah. He point blank well, said we can't do anything about it. Yep. You know, and 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 the, and the people who started that investigation, the, I believe that most of those people who were doing the investigations were were gone. So the two, the two people that were leading the investigation, yeah. as soon as Vince came back, he canned them. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, strange. Go figure. Yeah, right. we're gonna jump to uh, a story here that took everyone uh, by surprise this week, and that, of course, is uh, Jay Briscoe's tragic passing. Uh, this is from Wrestling Observer. Um, Wrestling community pays tribute to Jay Briscoe. 
tributes from all around the pro wrestling community have poured in following the untimely death of and 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 Steve, is it is it Jermaine Paw? How, how do you say it? Pew? Uh, I I believe I've it's Jamin Pew. That that's probably it. And I've never honestly, I never heard his actual. Yeah, I've I've, I've not heard the pronunciation, but just yeah. looking at it, that's what I'm assuming. I would assume it is. You know, and for and for those of us who are wrestling fans, we've only known him as Jay Briscoe, which is yeah very very hard to do for your whole career to never let the kayfabe you know out of out of your name like that it, it just it was amazing uh following the news of briscoe's death in a car accident at the age of 38 vic joseph took a moment uh to send condolences to the family of briscoe on tuesday's nxt triple h and Shawn michaels on twitter also pay tribute to briscoe uh, <clears throat> Triple H actually said an incredible performer who created a deep connection with wrestling fans across the globe by condolences to family and friends of Jay Briscoe. Sean said on behalf of uh, the NXT community, I would like to express our condolences to the Briscoe family for their loss. AEW and ROH shared the same message on social media. It is with a heavy heart that we mourn the tragic passing Known to wrestling fans around the world as Jay Briscoe, our thoughts are with his family, his friends, and his fans. Both Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler of FTR shared messages on social media. Uh, Dax said, I'm doing okay. Thanks, everyone, for checking on me. I love you, Jay. And Cash said, I've been in tears since I heard the news. I just don't have the words. Rest in peace, Jay. Uh, other promotions paid tribute to the Briscoes, including Impact, New Japan, and Pro Wrestling, uh, Pro Wrestling Noah, and Stardom. Um, Impact said, Impact is deeply saddened to learn of the passing of Jay Briscoe. Jay will always be remembered as a trailblazer who, with his brother Mark, left it in the ring every night. We send our sincere condolences to his family who loved or who he loved beyond words as well as his friends and fans. New Japan Pro Wrestling is deep in sat, deeply saddened to learn of the passing of Jay Briscoe. Our thoughts and deepest sympathies go to Jay's family and friends. Uh, same, pretty much same with stardom. Uh, and then others like Seth Rollins. Uh, after I signed with WWE, Jay would come to the Salisbury House shows and drink beer. And hoot and holler, he loved the business. He was a great human and friend, bigger than that he was absolutely adoring father and husband um and in the list goes on man we'd be here reading all the longest time so steve uh what are your thoughts uh about what happened uh this past week uh honestly this just goes to show how fragile life is um you know i think that we get so wrapped up in our day-to-day -day that we tend to I don't know, forget about the, the things that really matter. And, you know, seeing so many people speak up about how he was a family man and how family was the most important thing to him. Um, that really says a lot about a person's character. Um, because obviously we see Jay Briscoe, the, the entertainer, the wrestler um, who went out for years and gave everything, blood, sweat, tears, all the cliches. Um, but I mean, he laid it all out on the line every night. You knew that when you got, when you were seeing the Briscoes that you were going to get an, a hell of a match. 
Um, so as, as far as the fans go, that's what we know. But to hear his colleagues, the people that he worked for, the people that were behind the curtain say those things about him, that's really telling uh, as to the character of him as a person. And, you know, I was, I, I went to a string of, uh, you know, WrestleMania shows um, and it was always a thing, you know, who were the Briscoes going to fight? You know, it, it, and I didn't follow ring of honor all that much. Um, but I went to the shows and instantly the Briscoes were my absolute favorite tag team in ring of honor. Um, I was fortunate enough to be, uh, in the house on April 5th in 2013 at the Hammerstein when um, Jay Briscoe won the ROH World Championship over Kevin Steen. And, you know, that was that was an amazing atmosphere. Number one, to be in a building of that size. But everybody was genuinely happy that Jay Briscoe won the big singles title because he's always been a tag team guy. But when he won the singles match, the singles championship, that's when you you just knew that things would, you know, Right. Things would would be elevated even more. And, you know, he was a great entertainer that stopped at absolutely nothing to ensure that the fans got their money's worth. Um, you could you could go to a show where the Briscoes were. If it was a big show, you would see the contingent. You would see their their entire family. You know, they would basically have an entire row of seating to themselves. Um, and they were all really cool. I did have a chance to interact with them uh, a couple of times. And, um, one of the, one of the most genuine meet and greets that I've ever had. And yes, I know meet and greets are typically a, Hey, how you doing? Shake your hand, take a picture. But I had a meet and greet with Jay and Mark and no joke. I was talking to them for a solid, I'd say seven minutes. And we were just talking about pro wrestling, um, the business itself, the things that we saw. And, you know, this was, um, the, Miami WrestleMania. So that would be WrestleMania 27 was when I had that meet and greet with them. So yeah, it, it, it's a huge loss for professional wrestling fans, but also for, you know, people in the industry, most of all his family, um, you know, the, his, his two daughters were injured in the accident as well. Um, fortunately, uh, one of his daughters, uh, who had, uh, some a bit of paralysis. She has recovered all feeling and all of her extremities. So thank God everything is is at least working out on that end. Um, just a heads up: if if you wanted to give back to Jay Briscoe, there is a give send go that's up and running uh, for the Pew family. And um, initially, they opened it with a goal of fifty thousand dollars the goal quickly had to be raised to $200,000 to facilitate the, the, the demand. Uh, it's currently sitting at $285,000 right now. Um, most notably, um, I mean, you've got, you've got some donations by, uh, you know, Chris Jericho, $15,000 Tyson Smith, um, Kenny Omega, you know, also donated five figures, the young bucks. It just goes to show you, yeah. It just goes to show you that this guy was a brother to these guys yeah. and just how tight knit of a brotherhood that professional wrestling can be. 
Well, and not only a tight-knit brotherhood, but here's the thing. Um, the Briscoes are one of the only um, performers as a tag team or as individuals that I, never have I heard a bad word. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Never. Never. N not whatsoever. It's it's never, never had an issue with a fan that I that I that I've heard of. I mean, you know, very, very good guy um, by everybody's account. And for this to happen the way that it did. And if you're not familiar with the details, I won't go into the details except to say that he did not cause this accident. Right. And that's the that's the true unfortunate thing. Um, and, and, and unfortunately, the the you know the driver who caused the accident, uh, she was only twenty seven years old. Yeah. So, not only did you lose someone who, the reason we're talking about this is because he had notable fame in our society. Correct. But in reality, you had a family in one yeah. big car. You had uh, a driver a younger driver in another big car and two people who were 38 and 27 died. Yeah. And this shit happens every, every day. fucking day. Yeah. So, you know, that's the hardest thing to think about is that we put out our emotion because of the fact that he is known. And then you step back and everything we're saying about him being a family man and the family and the kids being injured and you know, his, his wife and all that stuff applies to just basic people. Exactly. And that's all this was. This was yeah. a, a basic person who lived a basic life, just happened to do something that was exposed to the public, but was, part of that community the school district shut down yeah that takes a lot man a lot. you know so it, it's 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 something that i think we're all mourning and uh, hopefully um you know in, in the end um this becomes something honestly um the roh tag titles if anything I would say that this is the opportunity to basically run a memorial tournament to yes. decide new tag, tag champs. And uh, does Mark wrestle anymore? Does he need it? Is his family set? Because if they are, I don't know if I don't know yeah. if I wrestle anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. From that, we're gonna go to. Something that's coming up here on Monday, and if you're listening to it, it was yesterday. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> since this came out on Tuesday, but uh, this comes from uh, SB Nation. WWE WWE names the 30 greatest moments in the history of Raw in honor of the upcoming 30th anniversary. Uh, WWE's latest top 10 is a special looking at. The 30 greatest moments in the history of the show. Um, and this author here says, I'm prepared to strongly disagree with this. Let's get it. Um, I don't really want to read the whole list because it's 30 no. things. But uh, 
Steve, uh, why don't you start, just put out a couple things. What, you know, is there anything that sticks out to you is wrong? Uh, is there anything you would put on? What is your take on, you know, essentially what are the 30 greatest moments in the history of raw? Sure. So the, the thing is this list is obviously it had to pass through all quality controls of WWE. <laughs> Because there's not a single name on this list that's not with the company. So well, no, there is. Jericho's debut. Mm. It's on there. It's got to be on there. So here's just doing a quick control F. It is not, sir. Wow. Okay. That's so, so he, a little bit of a correction. He is in the video package that aired, but in okay. this top 30 list, he's not in there. That's that, that, that's a huge one. That was one that I was going to mention is Jericho's okay. debut. And that's why I frantically looked because I looked once already, didn't see it. And then you were like, oh yeah, it's in there. No, it's not just like how ironically enough, CM Punk's pipe bomb is not in this list. Well, that shouldn't be anyway. Of course not. <laughs> the the Daniel Bryan yes movement takeover is nowhere to be mentioned in this list. I, like there there are certain things that it blows my mind that they are emphasizing the things that they are. So just to to put it into perspective, the top five things that are on here. Number five is John Cena is drafted to Raw. Number four, The Rock returns in 2011. Three, Seth Rollins betrays The Shield. Two, Stone Cold stuns Mr. McMahon for the first time. And according to WWE, the best moment in the history of Monday Night Raw, Mick Foley beats The Rock to win the WWE title. So I'll give it, I'll give that this justification. Just, just it, it, It's up there, but is it number well, one? This being the reason of thinking, and that is very simple. That broadcast was the one that Bischoff lost the momentum forever for WCW. That fucking, you know, giving away that finish brought all the eyes over. And that historically would be probably in that context, I would say, um, say that, but. Uh, yeah, <laughs> dude, it, it's, it's unbelievable to me just how, how much revisionist history the, uh, the WWE loves to pull. And, you know, I, ironically enough, you know, this, this whole thing of, you know, Vince going away and then Vince coming back do just a curious thing. Do you think that we would have seen a little bit of a different list had Vince not returned? Oh, fucking who knows? Uh, who I, knows? I, I'm, I, I don't even I just know. just have to ask the question. Yeah, like who's even, who's creating this content even? I, I right. Who knows? I'm just more stunned that American Bam Bam and I actually fucking agreed on something. Holy <laughs> shit. I'll go with that one. It totally changed the Monday Night Wars. It did. That's amazing. <laughs> um, no, you know, so when you sent this list over, and I started reading it, you know, it starts at number 30. The first thing is Undertaker wins first main event. 
all right whatever it was the first show okay stone cold meets mike tyson number 29 number 28 the nexus debut and i'm like well fuck that this list is bullshit pretty much <laughs> the fucking nexus debut was nothing like Ty tyson was one of the biggest things ever tyson, happened that and they beat us over the head about how big this this was and honestly the, the mike tyson thing the mike tyson thing deserved to be in the top 10 yes it, that for the seismic shift that 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 whole angle played in wwe's history you fucking kidding once, me once again number 21 on this list is dx invades wcw number 21 this is something that they in in every fucking package they do that yes is the biggest moments of raw history it's the dx invasion what but the you, fuck you know what you know what had more uh what, what was more consequential to wwe history kevin owens winning the universal title that's at number 17 i mean it's you know it's 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 a more notable thing that he, that kevin owens won the universal title on raw as opposed to the dx invasion of wcw uh, you know Number 14 is the police arrest Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. I mean, really? Uh, now, like, number 11, Bischoff debuts. That's that one. was fucking huge. Yeah. That yeah. might be more than 11. I, I, you know? the, I'll say this, too. The, even number 10, Lita winning the, the women's title in the first women's main event, which just so happened to be on the greatest day of the year during the – the calendar year you know december 6th it's a pretty awesome day uh anyway um that's huge realistically like in the grand scheme of things but you know having you know having a women's championship in the main no. event and get and crowning a new champion no. is massive no because you know what's more important than that number nine roman reigns beat sheamus to win the wwe title <laughs> hey hey but even more than that, though, Kane Unmasked, number eight. Well, you know, at least Kane Unmasked had a story to it, and that could be like a number 26, right? You know, right. that was a memorable moment because that was a big buildup and unveil, you know, a reveal at that time. But what's above that is Dolph Ziggler cashes in money in the bank to win world title. Now, I can't say this. remember Dolph as the world champion? <laughs> I don't remember him as the world champion, but I was at that show. I was <laughs> seated on the floor and I'm not afraid to say it. That was one of the loudest crowd reactions that I've ever experienced live. Great. I, the, the crowd, the crowd was so hot behind Ziggler, but then they did fuck all after that. And they may as well, they, they did basically just bury the guy gradually from then yeah. on. I mean, granted, it's been great for the longevity of his career. He's made a boatload of money, and sure. you know, he's 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 set for life. But, but at the same time, him as champion, not exactly memorable. But that moment was not as important as John Cena getting drafted to Raw, which number five. That there just makes this uh just a whole when you start talking about someone getting drafted to a scripted television show being one of the top moments in the television show uh <laughs> american bam bam thank you for bringing this one up which is great uh is vince being the higher power on the list no 
Nope. It's one of the most memorable. Hey, along those lines, one of the most memorable images in the history, and one they got a lot of shit for, was Austin being crucified Undertaker's, you know, his his logo. Yeah. Where's that? I mean, unbelievable. It's just, it's so funny how, like the ones you pointed out uh, with the pipe bomb and uh, and the Jericho, I and that's it. Like I didn't even I I swear I read it right yeah. because that was probably the top five of Easy. the biggest moments in in Raw. Period. That was one of the biggest buildups and also one of the greatest exchange of promos. Yes. You know because yeah, obviously going in there and cutting a promo against the Rock. And just to hear, just to hear The Rock, just just mention Hoovitude Carrera. <laughs> still one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen on TV, right? <laughs> um, you know, uh, and and you know, and that's the other thing too. Uh, in all these, in all these listed, The Rock's return in 2011, which was big. And, uh, you know, could could be another one that falls, you know, number 29, 28. Yeah. There is not another listing of The Rock on this list at all, which is mind-boggling. That uh, is. Even even John Cena beats Rey Mysterio for the, to win the WWE title is on here, which it's like I don't even remember him beating Mysterio for the title yeah. at some point. So... Yeah, it and it, call it what you will. Obviously, in today in today's landscape, you know uh, this footage. Heaven forbid it ever get rediscovered by people. But uh, you know the uh, the nation parody of by DX. Yes, I mean let's call it what it is. It was it was a it was it, it was, was it was a moment. It was definitely press worthy, and people still talk about that shit. Uh, uh yes, uh one two yeah. three kid upsetting Razor Ramon is number twenty six American Bam Bam, right? Which obviously should be a little higher on this list, yes. uh, considering some of the crap that's on here. Uh, and you know, talking about controversy and talking about things that you know <laughs> you wouldn't necessarily uh, do today or show today. There's two things that stick out in my mind, or there's three stick in my mind right away. There's four now. <laughs> I guess these are the greatest moments of Raw. On this yeah, list. yeah, I, yeah. But honestly, the greatest moments to me are the most memorable moments. Of course. Mark Henry discovering that China's friend Sammy was a guy is up there. Mark Henry impregnating Pei Young and her giving birth to a hand a is hand. fucking... Uh, to the point where at WrestleMania last year, the hand when it was in the Johnny Knoxville match was mentioned. A grown-up hand was brilliant. <laughs> all right. The uh, the other two things that stick out was the opening to Monday Night Raw taking off uh, of Monday Night Football and the Desperate Housewives. Yes. With Trish in the fucking towel and shit. I think it was Trish. Um, that was just so edgy and controversial. That was so edgy back then. Yep. And then yeah. finally, my single greatest favorite moment in the history of pro wrestling, Triple H 
fucking Katie Vick's dead corpse <laughs> in the uh, casket. Katie fucking Vick. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting is that shit is more memorable than right. John Cena defeating Rey Mysterio. Like, how many times in his career did he defeat Rey Mysterio? You know, it's like, and the titles, by the way, do not mean as much in that sense anymore because everyone's had 19 title runs and, you know, and this and that. So you, you look at this and you just like, you want to find these moments that you remember and stick out. Um, listen, again, stuff, and, and a lot of this comes about by stuff that it's just not stuff that we would accept today. Um, you know, Bischoff bringing out three minute wing was, mm. was a pretty memorable thing, but from the Billy and Chuck wedding. Th well, the Billy and Chuck wedding was SmackDown. Mm. That was on SmackDown. Uh, but no, the first time that he bought out three minute warning, you know, he, he, there's like, you got three minutes and then they came out. Yeah. But uh, along that line, when Bischoff was general manager, he was coming up. They, they had him doing some good stuff. And the one that kind of is getting forgotten nowadays is hot lesbian <laughs> action. HLA. HLA. Where is that on the list? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, man. All right. So that's it for this week everyone uh steve uh before we go any final thoughts for uh, everyone out there yeah definitely thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight thank you for liking sharing subscribing doing all the stuff that you guys do we appreciate each and every one of you uh also very special shout out and thank you to all the brave men and women serving this country whether you're doing it on lands foreign or domestic thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do and last but not least repsports.com, R-E-P-P-sports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And until next week, happy wrestling, everybody. Or happy wrestling. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. <laughs>